Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch on uh, and at 8 a.m. Central Time. Excuse me. I did see a, a national uh, NFL note that I want to get to after the intro. But anyway, but make sure uh, you follow us as we go live on all of our social media. Also, uh, do have our presenting sponsors that we need to thank because they make it happen for our show and they help out you guys with Wilson County Hyundai, Wilson County Hyundai, <coughs> excuse me, Hyundai.com uh, in Lebanon or check them out, make them a part of a new car buying process, Wilson County Hyundai.com, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Plus, Farm Bureau Health Plans get better. With Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhb.com slash A-T-O-Z. Sorry, I don't know why. Well, you got was, through, hey, well that's good. Hey, we got I through got, the intro. We can start goodness. the show now. That's, my that's goodness. A- all right. All right. We're, we're good. We're in it. I don't know what the heck's going on with that, but uh, I am through whatever allergy situation that I just had in the intro. But I, I struggled, but I got through it. But what, what caught my eye, Zach, and this is not necessarily – related to the Titans, but just an interesting news that came out just now uh, in the NFL is that all pro linebacker Roquan Smith has requested a trade from the Chicago Bears. So I thought that guy's a beast. Uh, and then he wants the hell out of Chicago. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with that. But yeah, your thoughts on that? News well, I know that how big of a Bears guy you are now, right? Now uh, you're attuned to all the other NFL teams. Uh, it's, it's a surprise. That, yeah, well, that, that hasn't I... been the case for some time. <laughs> so, Roquan Smith, I mean, is dominant. I think that tells me more about the new leadership of the Chicago Bears, right? Because you know, he was under the, you know, he was drafted by the old general manager, the old coaching staff. And now, you know, they brought in brand new guys with Justin Fields and trying to, to kind of build that thing from the ground up in the NFC North. That's a bit, I mean, whoever, you know, the Rams are going to get them somehow, some way the Rams or the bucks. I wouldn't mind the bucks getting them. I mean, you could, bucks don't need them. They've got uh, Levante David and Devin white, but some team is going to be linebacker, hungry and he's a top five inside linebacker yeah so interesting uh we've already got that up a to z sports nashville.com slash chicago you can go read about it apparently it was up 15 minutes ago so our people are good at work uh with a to z sports.com but zach uh not good work uh that happened yesterday uh for nbc sports edge was this just flat out wrong report that they put out there on their fantasy football update wire when it comes to Titans rookie Traylon Burke. So here is the report from NBC Sports Edge. Traylon Burks, Titans first-round wide receiver, has been practicing with the second and third string offenses. Burks has gotten off to a bumpy start in his first NFL offseason, battling conditioning issues in the spring, and now lining up in wrong and running the wrong routes. He's been repping with Logan Woodside and Malik Willis units, uh, while Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook-Akine, and fellow rookie slot man Kyle Phillips have mainly been running with Ryan Tannehill's group. Burks is supposed to be the Titans replacement for A.J. Brown, but he's got a long way to go. Of course, things can change quickly, and Burks' talent can still vault him up the depth chart fast, but it's not looking like the player worthy of much more than a late-round fantasy flyer at the moment. Zach, your opinion on that paragraph of NBC Sports Edge giving fantasy advice on Traylon Burks. I thought it was ball sack sports, honestly. <laughs> so what you read sounded like NBC ball sack. And people who know that joke, uh, you know, their phony social media handle. Uh, yeah. Well, look, they we, we, we understand the aggregation of what the NFL and the offseason and trying to cover teams that you're not actually covering. But, you know, they got wrong information. They took and ran with it. And... You know, I, I think they needed uh, to look a little b- and dig a little bit deeper into their sources of why they were writing what they were writing. Now, we also have to understand why they posted that. They posted that because of a fantasy football, right? It's based on fantasy football. So that last line of maybe you take a fantasy flyer mm-hmm. at the moment talking about Traylon Burks. But honestly, I mean, Austin, you know, you, you need to probably go to a guy or, or a source that has gone to practice 
every day since the starting training camp instead of a source that has been there once since training camp. And that's nobody's fault. It's just what yeah. has happened. Right. And, but, but that is important, right? Because there's a progression of all training camp. And look, I don't know who the guy who wrote this. I've covered training camp for years and years and years. You go through ebbs and flows. Training camp is long, especially back in my day when there was two days, right? You got to learn about players in the morning and then you got to learn players uh, in the afternoon. Now that's a little bit different as they got the bobbleheads on there for safety purposes. But you look at there and, and it goes, you know, you can have good practices and bad practices, but that does not sum up what people have who have attended all of the training camp practices that Traylon Burks has been a part of. Now, did he get off to a rough start in the spring? Yes, he did. But he has rectified a lot of that and said, look, I, I came into camp in shape. He's caught some big-time plays, some touchdown, multiple, a multitude of touchdowns, right? So, like, the, the, all of that is, sounds like ball sack. Yeah, and so, uh, uh, you know, conveniently for NBC Sports Edge, there is zero author that is attributed to this uh, updated uh, list of fantasy football notes for players, but they did source uh, Mike Herndon as the credit of that blurb. And, you know, I, I like Mike. We both like Mike Herndon. He does really good work. He's a really smart Titans voice, but he was at practice yesterday for the first time uh, this uh, training camp. Uh, but again, he kind of gave some observations that were more bigger picture. Traylon Burks is huge and does a good job using that size to his advantage. Made a spectacular leaping contested catch on a ball from Malik Willis down the left sideline. But Trey Every did a good job of forcing him out of bounds before he could tap his second foot down. That's true. Uh, and then here's the, the second tweet is what they what uh, NBC Sports Edge took and ran with. Meant to add Ree Burks. He is still working through some rookie learning curve himself was lined up wrong and had to be corrected by Woodside during one team period, had another rep or Rod Morgan on him for not running through the route. So again, like those are correct observations from Monday's Titans training camp practice. That was practice number 10 of the training camp session. But Traylon Burks is a victim of a lazy national narrative of tying uh, out of shape conditioning issues from May and June into a bad two plays uh, during practice number 10. The fact is, the Titans are running him. Sure, they're running him with Logan Woodside and Malik Willis at times. But he's getting so many, so many reps with Ryan Tannehill that are high-quality reps. You know who else got uh, at wide receiver, got a rep with Malik Willis and Logan Woodside yesterday, Zach? Robert Woods. <laughs> so Robert Woods was out there getting oh, second string. Well, oh what, my what gosh. Do? <laughs> Freak out. Robert Woods is running with Malik Willis. He can't even crack the second string. Oh my gosh. Robert Woods. What's happened. He moved to Nashville and now he's terrible. That's what NBC sports edge would say. But here's the, here's the fact Zach is that the Titans are the Titans have gotten through the early portion of camp where I think Tannehill and Burks have gotten some good things together. And we'll talk about Tannehill and his wide receivers more tomorrow, but we're going to focus more on Burks today. But now it's Traylon Burks needs reps with Logan Woodside. Traylon Burks needs reps with Malik Willis, just like Robert Woods does, because there's one Tannehill play away from Logan Woodside being this team's quarterback. Then one more play away from Malik Willis being thrust into the duty and being this team's quarterback. You got to have reps with everybody. And so that's just a typical, you know, two and a half weeks into camp where you're getting reps and rotating through because, you know, you know, Des Fitzpatrick got more reps with Tannehill yesterday because Burks and Woods were getting some reps with the other quarterbacks. It, you know, you just rotate through these things. Uh, NBC Sports Edge, completely irresponsible with what they said about Traylon Burks yesterday. Well, they followed the wrong guy. And it's not Mike Herndon's fault. That was the only practice he's attended this training camp. And look, he was he was writing a book on his tweets. Like, let's just be honest, right? That was a good article that you'd have to click in. And look, you could do it however you want. But he did a full thread that would have been a great article. But he did it on Twitter. And so it became public. And they took it as Mike Herndon covers day-to-day -day in and out of Titans. You know, it sounds like he's a columnist now for Paul Kowarski, mm -hmm. and he just started that job. 
Like he, he hadn't been writing the, the same way that consistently about the Titans. Now he's been tweeting about them and he has a following and that that's respectable, but you get caught in this day and age of following the wrong guys. You know, when we have writers that write for franchises or, or NFL teams that they don't live in, you got to make sure that they, and we do that. They follow the correct people, the right beat writers. And this is a product of that, but also, and this is more importantly, taking things out of context, right? Because they, the guy, the NBC edge has never, I don't, I, man, I would ask this question. The author of the NBC edge report, has he ever attended a training camp practice? And then my follow-up, if the answer is yes, how many? Because if you had, you would understand that you can't take one practice from one incident and blow it out of proportion because that's fake news that's wrong. And NBC, I, I don't know if this guy's going to be reprimanded or NBC is just going to, you know, oh, go Zach, about there's their no day. name. There's no name on the on the article. There are 10 updates across the NFL on players, you know, Drew Locke, uh, Shaq Leonard, Jameis Winston, Mikai Becton, uh, Brett Mayer, a kicker, you know, Traylon Burks, Danny Shelton, Javante Williams. Those are all guys who have these little blurbs, but they're only sourced to Mike Herndon and Adam Schefter or uh, whoever else in those markets. There's no author of the article. So there is no accountability. There is no responsibility to NBC Sports Edge. They're just throwing stuff out there to get clicks and to get hits because they're a fantasy football site and they're not even doing a good job to their fantasy football audience. Because if I were hosting a fantasy football website, which we might have some fantasy football content on azsports.com, then I would hope that my information is accurate, right? So people keep coming back to my site for fantasy football advice. This well, is they're just telling them not. Accurate. They're telling people not to draft Traylon Burks when I actually don't think that that's that bad of a you know at a certain point in the draft. I may look at Traylon Burks and say, "Look, this is a a boomer bust rookie type guy that I've I've heard and have seen from from videos and and our reports that he could catch some touchdowns and touchdowns equate to points and usually when you score touchdowns you have yards so you know they're you are correct. This fantasy football site is doing their reader and viewership a disservice by reporting what is wrong because they're following the wrong beat guys. That's, that's, that's well, the problem. It, it's like, it's not again. Yeah, no, it friend. is. No, it is. No, it, it absolutely is. Uh, it's they, they, they took something from a guy who'd only attended one practice. Again, it's not Mike Herndon's fault. It is, NBC Sports Edge's fault. They need to be following guys like A to Z Sports, like Teron Davenport, like even Korski, like all of the guys that are there. In, the guys that you stand next to, Austin, yes. day in and day out. Yes. Though that is the report that they need to follow because yeah. they can't make a diagnosis based on just one sample. <laughs> right. And now Herndon, uh, Give him credit. Uh, I guess Nick Minso. That's that's who wrote the article because he was out there defending himself, and he's got the check mark next to his name. Traylon Burks is lining up wrong and running wrong routes this summer after not being able to pass conditioning tests in the spring. One, there is no conditioning test in the spring. <laughs> Seems to be a well behind Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, Akine, and even fellow rookie Kyle Phillips. Look, that's just well behind my ass, Nick. You have no idea what the hell you're talking about. And so Herndon defends himself and says, as the writer of the tweet this is based on, I feel the need to clarify. Burks also worked with Tannehill. He lined up wrong once, did not, did not uh, run the wrong route, just didn't run through the route like the wide receiver coach wanted. He's largely been good, sometimes very good, in camp. So the author, Nick, guy, just took his own creative liberty with, and then sourced Mike Herndon. <laughs> like it's just so bad at so many different levels. But here's the here's the crux of it. Because of what happened with Traylon Burks in May and June, it will be easier for people like this Nick guy to pile on Traylon Burks whenever something goes wrong on one particular uh, rep, right? 
Traylon Burks's May and June open him up for this negative national narrative, which is incorrect at this time. And so it it's just unfortunate for Burks, but and and the Titans, but that's what they're gonna have to fight against this misinformation. Yeah, and Kevin says, I think the national media is just dead set on the narrative that this is a down offseason for the Titans. Right. Any little way for them to point that out or paint that, they will. And Kevin, I think Kevin brings up a good point because on paper and on the field are two different things, right? Austin, on paper, the Titans got worse. But on the field, maybe they got better because if Robert Woods and Traylon Burks are healthier than Julio Jones and A.J. Brown were last year, well, then they are better. If Eric Henry plays all 17 games, they damn sure got better. Yeah. I bet you Nick Minneso or whatever his last name is can't tell you the three tight ends the Titans had last year. I'd be surprised. Maybe he does he know that Austin Hooper is now a part of the Tennessee Titans franchise? So uh, that's why Kevin, I, I Kevin brings up a, a very valid point. They look at and fantasy guys do this a lot. Fantasy guys are all about numbers. Mm -hmm. They're not a because number fantasy is different than reality. <laughs> oh wow! Doesn't mean that fantasy can't be fun, but fantasy is different re than reality. And trusting real good football uh, analysts—that's different than you know guys in their parents' basement that are fantasy writers. It, it just is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, <clears throat> that's the report there again, just wildly wrong and inaccurate uh, from NBC Sports Edge um, on that report of Traylon Burks uh, being a being well behind Robert Woods and NWI. Well, let's talk about the actual depth chart itself because yes, Traylon Burks is listed behind Nick Westbrook-Kine on the depth chart, but let's talk about how much we think that matters. Big deal, small deal, or no deal? that Traylon Burks is listed behind NWI on the Titans depth chart. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. FBHP.com slash A to Z is where to go to get your new health plan. I got mine, and I'm very, very glad that I did. Better coverage, better service, better rates. And they got 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. I took advantage of that. I live in the state of Tennessee. I live in Nashville. And – Look, 20% I have saved every single month. It's August. And I see, and I, whether health plan that anybody else else has, you got to pay for it. I see it ding my account each month. And I sit there and I say, wow, that is less than I used to watch it ding my account with my previous health plan. I do get better coverage, and that is also important to me. I get contact allowance because I've been wearing contacts since seventh grade. I get free teeth cleanings after a certain period of time after sign up. FBHP.com slash A to Z. Sign up today and change your health plan. Also, don't forget, jump on the BetMGM train with Zach and I this football season. It's time to do that. You can download the BetMGM app. And if you use our code ATOZ Sports, you get a risk free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. It's super easy. Uh, Zach, you cashed in on this deal a couple years ago, but that was when it was risk-free up to $1,000. And you turned that one or five, your $500 into like $2,000 because you won the bet. But if you lose the bet, no big deal. You get it back in free bets. That's what risk-free means. So make sure when you sign up with the BetMGM app, you download it, use our code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Uh, 21 or older, Tennessee-only new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and other requirements. Rewards issued as knowledgeable for bets for credit for bets for five, seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Big deal, small deal, or no deal, Zach, that Traylon Burks is listed behind NWI on the Titans' unofficial depth chart. Here it is right there. Uh, NWI, that top wide receiver line, and Traylon Burks behind him. The underlined names means mean rookies, uh, and then you've got the other wide receiver spot with Kyle with Robert Woods there, and then Kyle Phillips and Kinsey behind him. Uh, so there's the offensive depth chart. But focusing on uh, Traylon Burks being behind NWI, uh, what is the chat saying? Big deal, small deal, or no deal? 
Daniel says no deal. So does Scott. Small deal from Steven. Burks is a rookie. Deborah says small deal. Eric says no deal. So does Chris. Van says small deal. Aaron says no deal. It's just a tactic. Trevor also agrees with Aaron. No deal. No deal from Caleb. Tighten up says big deal. I'd be curious to see tighten up why you think it is a big deal. Titans Kyle says no deal. NWI was listed as wide receiver one. That's kind of what you saw on your screen. Grim Jim 69 says small deal, small from Xavier, no deal coming in from Karen, Nicholas, and Billy. Uh, Gator Hater says huge deal. Uh, you got to have to clarify that. Lane says no deal. So does Patrick. So does Jason Martinez. Clayton Smith says no deal. It's not the final 53. Rooney says no deal. Brandon says no deal. Tyler says no deal. Dodson says no deal. Danny says no deal. Absolutely no deal from Marco. So, overwhelmingly there's some small deals you know salted over but over overall it has been a a massive no deal from the chat austin you've been at practice consistently is it a big deal small deal or no deal that Traylon burks is listed behind nwi on the unofficial depth chart <clears throat> uh this is a big fat no deal guys and, and i think a lot of you guys got it right it's the first unofficial depth chart. Mike Vrabel probably had somebody else do this because he didn't want to take the time to do it because it means very little uh, on, on this aspect of it. Now, we'll talk about Caleb Farley versus Roger McCreary here in a second, and I, I do think that's a different conversation. But the wide receiver position is, is a difficult one to get up to speed with early, <clears throat> and so... With NWI being around now for over three years, he's got the advantage over Burks, who missed out on a lot of the May and June time. But it's it's a Traylon Burks is going to be out there on the first snap of the of the first play uh, against the New York Giants. He's going to be on the field. There's no doubt about that. Personnel's big deal in in how they go about this because they list it as a two wide receiver offense and a two tight end offense. But you're going to have a fluid group of skill players and pass catchers coming in this and being used in the offense, whether it's Phillips, who is the lead slot guy right now, NWI, Robert Woods, and Burks, all four of those guys are going to get a lot of snaps. I think uh, Conquo is going to get a ton of snaps, even though he's listed as the third tight end. It just it doesn't matter to me at that position. It is a no deal. Uh, for me that Traylon Burks is behind NWI. I think a month later, when we're gearing up for that Giants game, he'll be up there number one. Why? Why? Yeah. So NWI, is that scary to you a little bit? No. I mean, I, I just think that he's... I mean, NWI is not a primetime player. <laughs> no, I mean, he's. it is what it is. He's the leading returning receiver. There's been turnover here, right? There's been a ton of turnover at that position. So uh, there was three is, turnovers in the playoff game. Yes. <laughs> One of them was intended uh, for NWI. Funny funny, 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 funny. Good job. But, but no, seriously, NWI has been the first guy to go through every rep at wide receiver. You know, it, it that's, it makes sense to me at this point, August 8th, when it came out yesterday, that NWI is up there as a wide receiver starter. Now there's no wide receiver one wide receiver two. It's just, there's two guys who are starters right now. And NWI and Robert Woods are those two guys. Yeah, I think it's um, veteran hierarchy. Yeah. I, that's how I would describe it. Uh, I do think it is a no deal because I think Burks is a better player than NWI first round pick versus what NWI is. And so, I, yeah, I, I think this is a no deal. Um, I can't even try to convince myself that it is a small deal because I understand why it on paper. It's also unofficial. The Titans are the most like besides the Patriots, they are the franchise that could care less about mm -hmm. a depth chart. Well, they they don't give less. a damn. Like that is that is literally anti Mike Vrabel and John Robinson is well, whatever the ink reads, it's the right thing, right? They they love the whole nuance in the game of players are unavailable or we keep things in house or you can read into what you have to read. They are required by the NFL to put out a depth chart. And it says unofficial in big, bold words. So I, I think I am 
so far on a no deal that this does not matter. If, in fact, NWI is taking reps in the first three weeks of the season away from Traylon Burks, then I change my mind. <laughs> then I say, whoa, they got a big problem. But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, and so Chris uh, says the NWI needs to be the number four receiver. Again, that's not how it works. This isn't Madden, and I'm not taking a shot at you, Chris. I'm just saying, like, that's not how this works. Because in Madden, what? You had your top two wide receivers line up, and then your third guy comes in a slot, and your fourth guy comes in the other slot, right? That's how the old school stuff worked. But like, NWI can play the outside on both sides, the X and the Z. He can also play the slot. And so he is a backup uh, in theory to everybody. If Kyle Phillips will be the number one slot guy, but the Titans won't run a formation or personnel grouping with a slot guy, probably 60% of the time. And so Kyle Phillips, two tight end sets. Yes, exactly. Which Kyle Phillips will be on the sideline. And so NWI in his role will be the first backup at all three wide receiver positions. It'll be Burks, Woods, and Phillips who will kind of fill out those roles. And then NWI is the guy who fills in for all of them. And that's perfect. Like you want that guy who's reliable and who's not, like he doesn't have the highest ceiling in the world, but for being an undrafted guy a couple of years ago to being where he's at now, deserves a lot of credit. Oh, if I did tell you, Austin, last year, middle of the season, next year heading into training camp, uh, Nick Westbrook Aquina is going to be uh, the second wide receiver on the depth chart. <laughs> what would you say? At one position, which means he's probably a top four wide receiver on the team when it comes to I production. I think you'd and say, usage. oh no, that's not good. What happened? No, <laughs> I, I was taught like last year when they had Julio and AJ, I was totally fine with NWI being fourth. So, and Chris says, and I had a, a joke all through last year is, you know, we call him Nick Westbrook, Ikea. Can he put no, it all together? We, we don't. You do. Uh, I don't care. Okay, I do. That's fine. Saying, we we as a show, yeah, I, I, being a co-host of this show, have anointed that can he put it together. I'm still not 100% that Nick Westbrook, Ikea, has, can put it together. Hashtag, I don't know if he can. And so it is wor it is a little worrisome of the amount of playing time that I feel that NWI is going to get this year. I can't lie about that. I'll sit there straight up and I'll sit there and I'll say, you look around the AFC and the NFL overall, they don't have those type of wide receivers playing those type of minutes or I think projected minutes that NWI is going to play. So, yeah, you gun to my head and you say, am I a little concerned about the wide receiver position heading into this year with Ryan Tannehill? I would say yes. My answer is yes. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I, I am not. You're uh, not concerned? About NWI being a star? About starter? the wide, re wide receiver position heading into uh, this year for the Tennessee Titans. I am, Zach, after watching 10 practices, I am way less concerned than I was showing up to practice number one. Is there a level of concern? Way less is not, doesn't necessarily I mean, mean we can save this for a different topic if you want to, but I mean, in a different show, but I, I think that's a good But don't get practice got. I always have to remind you because it's very easy to get got by practice. Look, the NBC got Edge got got by some tweets. Practice got represents that you are too close to the situation because you're watching practice guys play against practice guys and not real live reps. You can learn about a player and what his skill set is in practice. I'm not yeah, saying but, that you but can't Zach, do that. I, this is also the 10th season I've been doing this. So it's not like that I'm just doing this for the first time or the second or third time. I, but I, everybody needs a reminder. No, I understand what you're saying. It doesn't skew your mind from getting practice got. But I've you know, got data banked, right, in, in my brain of what all these different receivers looked like at this portion of camp. Going into this camp, sure. I think it was one of the biggest question marks on the whole roster, but 10 practices into it. Yes. I'm way less concerned about the wide receivers. Do they have to prove it on Sunday? Sure. Absolutely. I'm not denying that. I'm not running away from that. They have to prove it, but I feel a lot better about their ability to play the game. Can it translate? When does it translate uh, to the field? That, that's huge. And here comes Marvin saying, Chester Rogers and Marcus Johnson come to mind. So Marvin, the whole thing about last year is we talked about the wide receivers for the Titans being as deep as they've ever been in camp. 
which was correct. And they had depth, but everybody got hurt, including Marcus Johnson. So AJ got hurt. Julio got hurt. Marcus Johnson got hurt. Those were your three best receivers in camp last year, which meant that NWI, Chester Rogers, and others had to be elevated. Even Cam Batson had to get elevated. Then he got hurt. And that's why you needed Racy McMath and Dez Fitzpatrick in November to play reps for you because everybody was out. So like when you lose your depth, when your depth gets hurt, it you can't just rely on being deep. Like NWI is a really good option if he's your third or fourth option in the group. But yeah, when I he's fourth. But th- the reason why I say third is because of how because he of re- a veteran hierarchy. No, uh, because of how he replicates and how he can back up all the other guys. No, it's because the guys behind him are inexperienced. Austin, don't the, you don't have to say anything. It's veteran hierarchy. NWI is in the position that he is is because he has more experience than the guys behind him. But that is correct. There, that's no, a fact. That's not what I was saying. Like, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Well, then you don't have. Okay. I, you said you said something else, so don't discredit what I was saying. Well, you, you sound like you disagree. Well, with I know because NWI and, and I think on a normal roster would be a fourth option. But on this roster, again, this is what we are dealing with: is you've got a bunch of rookie two big rookies in Kyle Phillips and Traylon Burks that are not going to get the like veteran nod just because it's that's not, first, and that goes back the, to my point of that's how the Titans work. But my point on why it's a, why it's a no deal is because it's the first unofficial depth chart before the first preseason game. There's still over a month to go before the, before week one. Oh, Traylon, I, I think if you ask me if the unofficial depth chart is a big deal, small deal or no deal, I would say it's a no deal. <laughs> Yeah, that right. So that will lead us into our next segment. Right. But again, I, yeah. but you're taking NWI as the number one, as a starting receiver in the depth chart that you have no deal about. You're taking that into something about the whole wide receiver group as a, as a unit. I'm taking it as to veteran hierarchy. Like I said, the reason why he's listed where he's listed is because of veteranhood. Whatever yes, you want but to But then say. you also said that you feel concerned about it because of where he's listed. I can very. I feel concerned. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We will okay. do a a concern level on wide receivers tomorrow. I do not feel great about the wide receiver group, regardless if they're rookies or experienced or coming off of ACLs or in shape or out of shape. I just on paper going up against other wide receiver groups that they will have to face. I don't feel great. I don't feel terrible. I don't think that they are. You know, I'm not in freakout mode, but I'm also very aware. Yeah, well, Chris Stress kind of sums up what I was getting at. Zach, no deal. Also, Zach, kind of worried it might be a big deal. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I felt when you were talking to that situation there. No, I, I answered two different questions. Okay, all right. That's okay. That's fair. All right, so now let's flip it to our next conversation when it comes to, uh, again, it's the depth chart, but this battle is something that is becoming increasingly more interesting uh, as well. And that is Caleb Farley versus Roger McCreary. So Caleb Farley and McCreary are listed as co-starters. Is this something or nothing? Because I think it could be interesting conversation to have because Caleb Farley, your first round pick from a year ago, you thought would be able to take the starting job and run with it, but he is being pressured by the second round rookie this year in Roger McCreary. So Caleb Farley and Roger McCurry listed as co-starters. Is it something or nothing? But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know where to go. I hurt my foot back in the spring, went to the Bone and Joint Institute, foot feels a lot better, a lot better because of what Dr. Jeff Watson can do. He's a foot and ankle specialist. They've got specialists in any type of joint or sports injury you could possibly think of. And they have a great rehab facility as well there in Franklin. They also have satellite clinics in Brentwood, Thompson Station, and in Nolensville for your convenience. So check them out and schedule an appointment when you need it. Boningjointtn.org. BetMGM, download the app today. They power our morning show. They're the title sponsor. They're a great sponsor. And as football season's right around the corner, you need to download their app. Risk-free bet up to $1,000 for new users. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. That's ATOZ 
S-P-O-R-T-S, all one word, no spaces, right there in the promo code tab, and you will get hooked up with a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Download the app today. They are the king of the sports book. All right, so we talked there about Burks and NWI, but now we're going to get into the depth chart on the defense. And so here is the defensive unofficial depth chart. Uh, there's no real surprises, but you see that slash Caleb Farley slash Roger McCreary. Um, and so this is where I think it gets interesting because the battle between those two players, I think is, is a lot more legit uh, <clears throat> than I initially thought a week or so ago. Roger McCreary has probably had one of the most solid camps of any Titans player. Caleb Farley is having a good training camp, but he's also had some days where he's been picked on. He's had moments where he's gotten smoked down the field by racing McMath or Burks or on the sideline or whoever. And so is it something or nothing that Caleb Farley and Roger McCree are listed as co-starters, something or nothing, Zach, what's the chat saying? So I, it's actually kind of uh, both. You've got nothing coming in from Johnny, something from Mudgy. Farley should play the third safety slash slot corner role. He'll be a tight end killer, and his role within the defense will be easier. And McCreary looks to be a man lock corner. Carl Washington says nothing. Farley's coming off of injury, kind of says similar things. No deal from Jared. It's something coming in from Brian. Uh, and we had a couple other more. We've got a lot of comments, but Michael says nothing. Uh, Kevin says something. Shane says it's something. Still unaware if Farley is that guy or has that gut. Whatever he does he not have say. a gut. He's uh, pretty rock hard abs. He, he <laughs> no gut say, from Caleb Farley. He meant to say guy. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a typo. Uh, Deborah says something. Scott says something. Nate says something. So here's I'll I'll go ahead and say and Darius says something, but Eddie says nothing. So there is some back and forth. I think this is nothing i think this is a product of and now am i i'm not naive to mccreary having a good camp i think that has been solidified i think he has proven himself on numerous occasions not just one practice that people tweet about but multiple practices that people have tweeted about how well he's played but i do think that caleb farley does get the hierarchy veteran nod with the number one but the slash is interesting, but I think the ACL has something to do with it. You know, Caleb Farley, first-round pick, they still, like, Robert Woods is different. You know what Robert Woods' ability is. Austin, if I asked you, what do you know 100% what type of corner that Caleb Farley is? No. I think your answer is no. No, because even dating back to college, remember he started his college career at Virginia Tech as a receiver. Then he then he switched and then he was the ASA a, a, uh, <clears throat> ACC defensive player of the year and then he set out COVID had the back situation and then tore his ACL. He's only so, played like twenty five games. There's a there's a big question mark with Caleb Farley, but he is a first round pick, and I think it sounds like he has come into this camp uh, focused and and look it doesn't mean that he hasn't gotten beat. I think McCreary's the new guy that is like, wow, maybe we found a diamond in the rough. I mean, it's a second-round pick, so it's not real rough. But a guy that can come out there and play right out of the gates. But I do think that this is nothing because of the position. The position yields that, you know, Caleb Farley, Christian Fulton, and Roger McCreary are all going to play because you're going to play teams that have three wide receiver sets. That's just the, the Titans are unique because they're a running football team. The majority of the people in, in play, teams that they play will have three wide receiver sets where you need multiple corners. You'll need three corners on the field. All three of them are going to play. That's why I have to say it's nothing. Yeah, Dion says uh, nothing. Dude's been out of action for two years or more. I see it as a combination of rush, recovery, and learning curves. That, that's not a bad comment. I, I do think it's something. Now, Jonathan says, can we have Farley switch back to wide receiver? Funny comment there. Uh, but I think uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. But so Farley's having a good camp. At times we've seen his length 
be a problem for receivers and for quarterbacks because you know there have been situations where Caleb Farley being as long and tall and big as he is has forced the, the quarterback to throw it a little bit higher, which makes the receiver jump higher and then fall out of bounds. And so it, with, with tight coverage alone, the passing window is smaller with Caleb Farley. But there has been a lot more scenarios where media is standing on the sideline. We're all charting um, the, the, the plays and, and tweeting the plays. Sam and I have been live tweeting the uh, team reps. And so you can follow us at, at A to Z Sports. But whenever a play is made by a receiver, it's, okay, uh, that was racy, right? Okay, who was on coverage? Farley. It was Burks, right? Yeah, Farley. Phillips caught it. Who was on coverage? Farley. There's been a lot of Farley's gotten beat in these game reps or 11 on 11 reps where honestly, there's just not as many who's on coverage. Yeah. McCreary, but there was a McCreary interception, you know, a couple practices ago, they were doing an end of game situation where they had like 50 seconds on the clock ball in the 45. You have one timeout, low score touchdown interception, Roger McCreary game over. <laughs> and that, you know, but Farley has not made as many big plays as McCreary and McCreary has limited more big plays than Farley. So I think it's something. I think McCreary, what you just described is Roger McCreary is having a better training camp than Caleb Farley. But it doesn't mean that Farley is having a bad camp. Correct. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that uh, he's not, that, that Caleb Farley is still not starting over Roger McCreary. It still doesn't. Again, it's veteran hierarchy, guys. There's Look, no veteran here, though, Zach. But there is. There, I mean, he is older. Not really? Yeah, but this is I mean, a slash. Who, who has been in the league longer? Who has played in an NFL game? Yeah, Caleb Farley by like So two. that's why I say veteran hierarchy. I mean, it doesn't have to be a lot. It can be a little, but my statement is fact. It's correct. It's not false. But they slashed it. You know, they're co-starters. They no, slashed I, I think, again, the slash is a nod to McCreary, but I still think that they are, I guess I will ask you this. Okay. Do you think that the ACL has impacted Caleb Farley's play in training camp? No. Okay. He's just like and he and Robert Wood, they're back, guys. Like they are good. Like there is, they're taking contact. They're out there. There's no non-contact yellow jersey on them. There's no brace on either knee for for Woods or Farley, and they're not missing drills. They're not being held out. Eleven on eleven goal line. They're in there, both of them. Robert Woods jumped over Caleb Farley to catch a pass and leapt off of his recovered uh, ACL repaired knee. So there's no, I don't think the knees of Woods or, or Farley is impacting them whatsoever. Here, I guess so. Here is why I came to the conclusion that I did. On September 11th, when the Titans open up against the New York Giants, I believe that Caleb Farley will be on the field to start the game. I, I, think, I agree. I, I think agree he will that. be on the graphic. Whoever's announcing, you know, this the the game on CBS if it's on CBS because it's, it, uh, but it is they are against the NFC team. But whatever network it is, they're going to throw up a graphic, and the starting cornerback is going to be Caleb Farley. That that's why I say it's nothing. So end all be all. It's the same kind of philosophy that I I took with Josh Malone. He ain't going to be in the mix, so I don't really care, right? Caleb Farley, I believe, is on you know crazy circumstances. I don't see Caleb Farley not being the starter on week one. Doesn't mean like week six, all of a sudden McCreary has surpassed him or something crazy happens, but that's why I say it is nothing. And Chris Flint, there's been a lot of Chris's today, uh, but he says Roger McCreary has been playing cornerback longer than Farley, which, yeah, Chris, that's that's actually a very good point. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the, um, Fox is where the Giants tighten. Yeah, I did. that's why I don't want to completely commit to CBS because the Giants, you never, New York wants to steal that, especially with Danny Dimes early in the season because later in the season, he's going to be throwing INTs and fumbling the football. Well, and, and what's the date? September 11th. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, uh, is this show on every day? Yeah, Monday through Friday, we are on every day. Monday through Friday, starting around 8 a.m. Central Time. And then Buck Rising, A to Z Sports Primetime, is on Sunday through Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. So, yeah, good to have you along here, uh, Dylan, on YouTube. So, again, I, 
I think it's a good something. Somebody earlier in the chat said it's a good something that Roger McCreary is oh, pushing for. I think because there's always like there's like uh you know there's two or there's several coaching cliches. The one people are always gonna get hurt and you can never have enough corners. Always have more corners, which was the analysis that I had when the Titans took Roger McCreary at 35. I was scratching my head, but then I was like, well, I guess we can never have too many corners. And now they've got three corners who look pretty damn good. And there were several uh, Christian Fulton comments of asking about him. I think Christian Fulton has settled in uh, over the last several practices. He started off kind of rough, but I think Christian Fulton has settled back in um, as well when it comes to uh, being that lead corner. And Kevin Byard mentioned that his standard is to be a pro bowler this year and to play at that type of a level. You want Caleb Farley to be better than Roger McCreary, though. I mean, yeah, you want your first-round picks to pan out. But I think it's fantastic that you can have three top 60 picks at that position who are all panning out. Quick Titans draft question. Okay. What round was Alteron Werner picked? Uh, I want to say the fourth round, like 117th out of UCLA. So you definitely got the uh, the college. What, what's your final guess? Fourth round. What pick? I said 117. I don't know. Close. <laughs> 104. <laughs> but it was the fourth round, right? High, it, high fourth round. It was the fourth round. Yeah. That kind of uh, leads us right into some more trivia. You don't get any points for that, though. I went over. I mean, that was really good, though. I was like 13 picks off from a draft that happened a while. Well, I'd never di- d- doubt Titans draft history from you. That's that is probably that's like Titans jersey history for me. It's yes. kind of right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, Zach, are you ready for trivia? I am. You geared up? All right, tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. It is at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a perfect make and model that you and your family absolutely need. And you need that probably because of fuel efficiency. You can check out the Palisade if you have a family full-size SUV with third-row seating. They've got you hooked up. They've got you covered at Wilson County Hyundai. They are trusted by A to Z Sports. They can be trusted by you. And cost-effective, when I say cost-effective, you don't want to buy a, a, a... It's just like downtown prices they're always jacked up you don't want to be jacked up you want to get a good deal you'll get a good deal at wilsoncountyhunday.com download the betmgm app if you're new to the show like dylan download the betmgm app use our code atoz sports you get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars with your first bet after your first deposit with the betmgm app it's trivia time Also, uh, for new watchers like Dylan, our Tuesday Sports Trivia every Tuesday, we have rules. No Googling, and you cannot text or call somebody uh, that is not next to you. If you're sitting there with your spouse or a friend or whoever, your family member in the room with you, you guys can play with us together, but you cannot reach out via uh, technology for that. So we got 10 trivia questions coming up, seven sports, three non-sports. And uh, we are currently 80% through four weeks. So we're doing a really good job. So we need to go at least eight and two today. So Zach, uh, let's get it rolling. Let's go back to 1946 on Christmas day. A baby would grow up to be a hall of fame running back who wore the number 39. He'd rush for over uh, a thousand yards three times in his career. And in one season, was one of two 1,000-yard rushers on the same team. Who is this running back? Tom Matt, M-A-T-T-E, so I assume it's Matt. Larry Zonka, Matt Snell, or John Riggins? Born 1946 on Christmas Day, Hall of Famer, who wore 39. Zonka? Did Zonka wear 39? It's got to be Zonka. Because he was in a two two guy backfield with a lot of success, and everybody's saying Zonka. Everybody is saying Zonka. We locking it in. Final A to Z. 
Zonka lock it in. Larry Zonka is the right. correct answer. You know who his teammate was? That oh, rushed God. for a thousand yards? Oh no, I, I see his face because he always he's the one who talks the loudest. Why can't I come up with his name? Somebody it's, in the chat's gonna spoil it. It's a me. planet. Pluto. <laughs> no, it's not it's not a dog. Pluto. Mercury Morris, yeah. Yeah, Mercury Morris. Yeah, golly. All, All right. One and oh. Flipping on over to Tracy McGrady trivia. Yes. In what year did Tracy McGrady first get voted to participate in the NBA All-Star game? Oh, wow. I want to say he was a part of that 1996 draft class that had like all those dudes in it. Like uh, with the uh, with Kobe and with Ray Allen, maybe. Or maybe Ray Allen was earlier. I don't know if he was a part of that. I thought it was like, like two early two thousands. So let's just think about this. So when I was in sixth grade, I was on an AAU basketball team wearing T Max shoes. Okay, they were bright blue because our team color was blue. We were the Tigers. So I was in sixth grade. That would have been two thousand and one. That that yeah two thousand. So he would he was an all star before then because he, you don't just get a shoe without being a, a guy. No, right? I think because uh, was he playing? I think in two thousand one he was playing with the Raptors still. I, I this is when he was with Houston. He was drafted by the Raptors. Right, because he was playing with Vince. So that's why. Read the question again. What year did Tracy McGrady first get voted to participate in the NBA All-Star game? Okay. I want to say it's 2001. Now that you, that because that's right around that time. That would be, man, I mean, now I'm dating myself of going. Uh, I think 2001 is probably correct. I say we go 2001. What is the chat saying? Uh, 2001. Where's Jarrell? Jarrell's... Do you want to lock it in? Hold on. I'm, uh, uh, 2000. Let's go 2001, final A to Z. Tracy McGrady was voted to be a starter in the East for the NBA All-Star Game in 2001. Nice. With the Magic? Um, it does not say. Okay. All right. Two and oh. How tall is Tracy McGrady? Six, seven. I feel confident with six, seven. I thought he's taller than that. Six, seven's pretty tall. Yeah, but like he was mean. like. We're getting six, eights coming yeah. in. Yeah. Six, eight sounds. We're getting a lot better. of six, eights. I think we go with the chat. Right. Six eight final eight is he? Tracy McGrady was six foot eight inches. Was or is? <laughs> well, yeah, we probably is no longer, but is. All right, three no. Uh, like yeah, this was. <laughs> um, Jimmy Johnson, not the coach, was in the NFL for sixteen seasons. In his second season in 1962, what counterintuitive position was he playing? S defensive end, safety, wide receiver, or quarterback? So Jimmy Johnson, not the coach. Who is that? I mean, there's probably a lot of Jimmy Johnsons in this world. Mm -hmm. There's one who's a really good racer. Second season, 1962. What counterintuitive position was he playing? Defensive end, safety, wide receiver, or quarterback? I don't understand the what the how do they describe the position? Counterintuitive. I've never heard a NFL or a football position be labeled counterintuitive. It's throwing me off. Is 
it's not defensive end. It's got to be safety, wide receiver, quarterback, right? Like safety. Safety, right? Do you want to try that? Yeah, let's go safety. Finally, to Z safety. Let's see here. Jimmy Johnson was a cornerback for the San Francisco 49ers who was often considered as one of the best man-to-man defenders in history. He played wide receiver for a year before returning to the defensive side of the football. Five Pro Bowls had his number 37 retired by the 49ers. Yeah, that's a weird question. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> so, so, three and one. What was the first name of the lesser known brother of Laker forward Horace Grant? Oh, God. My dad would know this if immediately. <clears throat> was this Brian Grant? That sounds right. Brian with an I. We're getting Harvey. Harvey Grant? There was a Bryant Grant. He may not have Bryant been. Bryant Grant was a different person. Brian. Harvey. We're getting Harvey's. We're getting Harvey's. Lock it in. Yeah. So uh, Harvey, final A to Z. <clears throat> Harvey played for NBA teams like Washington and Portland and was more often not referred to as Horace's brother. Ulysses. Um, all right. Four and one. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Which of these basketball players is not a son of NBA legend Rick Barry? Scooter, Rick Jr., Brent, or John? Now, here's the tough part. They, they weren't all sons. They had cousins and stuff, right? Like the Barry family is notorious. Yeah. So which one of these basketball players is not a son of NBA legend Rick Barry? Scooter, Rick Jr., Brent, or John? So Rick Jr., Brent, and John are all real people that I know of. I do not know of Scooter Barry. Right, but, but it's is it, son. But did did Rick Barry have a brother? <clears throat> That's what I I think. Yes, because they were cousins. Because he was the uncle. But I the names are tough. Like I, I don't know. We're getting a lot of scooters. Billy Jones, who's one of our more uh, experienced viewers, says John. I think John Barry was the brother of older Rick Barry, right? That sounds correct. <clears throat> so Rick Barry, John Barry, and then Brent Barry was Rick Barry's son with Rick Jr. and maybe Scooter. So we, the, so John would be our correct answer is what we're looking for. Not a son of NBA legend Rick Barry. We we need to lock something in. I think it's. I think we go John. You want to lock that in? Final A to Z, John. Ah. Missed it. Rick Junior. The other three are basketball playing sons of the NBA legend. Damn, so we were wrong all together. <clears throat> all right, so we are now four and two. We can't miss anymore. This is our last sports question. Vincent Tracy shared the same what? Parents, birth date, middle name, or spotlight? Say what? Vince and Tracy shared the same one. I assume they're talking about Vince Carter. Yeah. Parents, birth date, middle name, or spotlight? I would say of those, spotlight. They're cousins. And they didn't know they were cousins until uh, they were in college. No. They didn't know they were cousins until Vince was in the NBA and Tracy was going into college. So there's probably a possibility that they could have the same middle name, not birthday. Birthday's probably wrong. Parents is wrong. Parents is wrong. So it's middle name or spotlight. 
spotlight just doesn't seem right. They were distant cousins. They didn't know they were cousins until they both showed up at the same family reunion. I remember this recently. I heard it in the story again. The chat is saying middle name. I don't think it's spotlight. I'm more not spotlight than middle name, but I think that I think we've narrowed it down. I, I think we got to go with middle name. Marvin says Lamar is Tracy's middle name. What about Vince's? <laughs> Vince Lamar Carter, Tracy Lamar McGrady. I do remember that. That is well, now that I hear that Lamar makes sense. I think we need to go with that. Middle name. Spotlight's going to be such a cop out. Let's. What do we do? Uh, let's go middle name then. Let's go final A to Z middle name. Also cousins, so they can't have the same parents. Right. Both Vince and Tracy share the middle name Lamar. Hey, Marvin, coming in big. Whew. All right, five and two. So we wrapped up our uh, seven sports questions now on to our non-sports what u.s president refused to use the telephone while in office herbert hoover richard nixon calvin coolidge or warren g harding this I, i've heard the, of this thing before I mean, richard before. nixon was doing some stuff so maybe that makes sense what u.s president refused to use the telephone while in office herbert hoover richard nixon calvin coolidge or warren g harding We got Hoover and we've got some Nixons, some Coolidge. We've got a guess for all of them. So I don't think I've heard this before. I do not know. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of Watergate jokes that can be made here. Um, who was first? Yeah, and that's kind of what I... Calvin Coolidge sounds like he was first. Was he the earliest? I get my early 1900s. Coolidge, Harding, and Hoover all in the same era. We're getting who should we just go Hoover? I don't know. This is going to be a guess. Mm. I said we, Hoover was first. That's what people are guessing or saying now. You want to lock it in? Yeah, let's just go Hoover. Final A to Z. <sighs> Calvin Coolidge refused to use the telephone while he was a president. A man of few words. He once said, if you don't say anything, you won't be called on to repeat it. That was the president. I mean, he's not wrong, but interesting philosophy. What country held its first democratic elections in January, January 30th, 2005. What country held its first democratic elections on January 30th, 2005? Serbia, Iraq, Afghanistan, or, uh, let's see. Man, I don't want to butcher this. <laughs> Tanzania? 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 Tanzania. But it's spelled T-U-N. That's why I was like, this doesn't. Tanzania. It's Tanzania. Tanzania. But tan Tanzania or Tanzania? It can't be Tanzania. It's T U N Iraq is the uh, Iraq is the answer that everybody's getting. It's Tanzania. Is how it's pronounced. But uh, yeah. it, it's Iraq because it's the fall of Hussein. Uh, Saddam Hussein. Iraq held its first democratic uh, elections. The cler uh, the clergy backed United Iraqi Alliance gained. 48% of the vote for the National Assembly. Um, so, yes, Iraq is the correct answer. All right, so we are six and three. We got one more question. We really need this. All right. Um, ugh, I mean, that's impossible. Nobody, I mean, I, I can't even ask that. 
Um, let's see here. What political activists organized the famous March of the Mill Children from Philadelphia to President Theodore Roosevelt's summer home in 1903? Elizabeth Gurley Flynn, Emma Goldman, Helen Keller, or Mary Harris Jones? What political activists organized the famous March of the Mill Children from Philadelphia to President Theodore Roosevelt's summer home in 1903? Elizabeth Gurley Flynn, Emma Goldman, Helen Keller, or Mary Harris Jones? Lucas says Mary Harris Jones. It's the only, it's the first guess. Is that... Ed says Helen. Uh, we're getting, we're getting Mary Harris Jones uh, more. Yeah. What's our record? We're six and three right now. We need this. We have to have this. Yeah, we gotta have this one. We're going to be crumbling if we don't have this. Mary Harris Jones. Jill says lock it in. You gonna lock it in? Final A to Z, Mary Harris Jones. In 1903, Mary Harris Jones organized the famous March of the Mill Children to demand an end of child labor. Nice. Ooh, a big win there. That puts us at seven and three for today and means that we are 39 of 50 through the last five weeks, which means Zach 78%. So 78% through five. So we're good. We're in a good spot. We just can't afford too many more. Good I, I do want to, the, the story takes a turn for the worst because when the children reached Roosevelt's house, he refused to see them. <laughs> we came all this way. <laughs> I know. And in 1903, that's not easy. No, good Lord, that's not easy. Yeah. Well, that's tough. But, I, you know, I had to, we got to complete the story. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, uh, solid show today. Uh, uh, Tyler says, will you guys go live before the preseason game Thursday? So, no, our game day shows will not start until week one, but the preseason game is at 630 which means A to Z Sports Primetime with Buck Rising will go live before the game, before Buck, who will be in Baltimore, goes to the stadium. So I think Buck mentioned around 2 o'clock Central Time is when A to Z Sports Primetime will go live on Thursday. Uh, but just listen to Buck over the next couple of nights, uh, and he will let you know specifically of when his plans get figured out based off his proximity to the stadium from the hotel and all that. So uh, Buck Rising will go live on Thursday afternoon before that preseason game for primetime. Uh, but we will be back tomorrow morning uh, at 8 a.m. Central Time. Don't forget, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just check them out, our YouTube channel, uh, to get all of our training camp content, interviews, practice highlights, live shows, post-practice reactions with Sam and I, and more right there. So we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday to get ready for some shade. We'll talk to you then. Thanks. Adios.